2: Happy Tuesday. Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay show. I am dynamite in the dress busting through the hype, the hyperbole and the hypocrisy every night. I may not be quite as much dynamite because the crack staff here at the Andrea Kay show failed to get my coffee done for me in time, but that's okay. Hey, glad to have you guys here with me. It's always an honor to share this time with you all and And someone posted on, uh, because I always ask you guys for topic ideas and suggestions and how can I make the show better. And somebody said to make a little bit more time for callers. Hey, you know, I always got the show available to you. If you want to call in on anything, whatever is on your mind. We are three weeks today from the most important midterm elections of our life. And that is not an overstatement to say that. There is so much at stake and I'm curious as to you guys, are you nervous at all? The left is still saying the mainstream media is pushing out the narrative. It's just like the general election in 2016 that it is inevitable that we're going to have a blue wave. Maybe it's not both houses of Congress, but they're trying to tell us that the Democrats are going to take the house. I'm curious uh, from you guys what you think. Are you concerned at all about that or you can just call in whatever's on your mind. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. A lot of people are talking about Jamal Khashoggi. Who is he? Why is this Why is this one murder of this one individual? Why is it completely taken over the world? And we are going to talk to America's rabbi. Rabbi Sparrow is going to be on here a little bit later on the show to talk about that. We've got a congressional race here. Speaking of Congress in the midterms, we've got one that's getting ugly. I mean, uglier than a woman being called a horse face. We're going to talk about that too. But before we get to any of that... The man, the myth, the legend who keeps it all rolling here. None other than DJ Carrot Sticks. Leslie, okay. it's okay. In the meantime,
1: right. I'm p- DJ K- Carrot Sticks.
3: <laughs> and you're not.
2: <laughs> That's excellent. Although I did ask you to like isolate the clip from Trump saying I'm president and you're not. But uh, hat tip to you for hey, using it. I did it isolate for it. He didn't you didn't say
4: did- in which way to isolate it.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Speaking of isolation, you know, that's one of the tactics that the left is trying to do, divide and conquer. Uh, As I was prepping for the show tonight, uh, the first thing this morning what happened is a friend of mine in media posted that she had to send a cease and desist letter against a media outlet for defamation. And um, she was horrified that she was ha- had to do that, but she was like, you know what? This, this the the wrap up smear tactics against Brett Kavanaugh is being used against anybody and everybody to bully. And so, in the course of of her posting that, somebody a Republican came back. She did a hashtag. Uh, that said, uh, you know, something uh, not so nice against the Democrats and a Republican comes back and says, well, I think that's a little harsh, don't you like concerned that maybe the Republicans, you know, that may- that maybe we're going a little too hard. And I thought, well, wait a second. You know, I don't typically get involved in anybody else's stuff happening on social media. You know, I got my own stuff going on, but I had to chime in against this Republican because I was like, are you kidding me? How is it too harsh? We are are three weeks away from the midterms. And what are the, what do they have to offer? They are inciting violence and not only inciting violence, this is the party that's actually committing acts of violence everywhere from Antifa to delivering rice into offices. We've got mobs verbally assaulting people. And let me tell you, that is assault. And what's happening with these mobs, chasing people and screaming people at, at, at people and threatening them and intimidating them on the street we've got the we've got defamation and smears of people in the media as well as as people in office so they 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 have all they have to offer is inciting of violence and then their policy platforms are that that involve pushing socialism and they're out loud and proud about it now even obama who pretended and tried to hide who he was as a marxist has come out and endorsed alexandria ocasio cortez we've got somebody running for governor in georgia who's proud that quote undocumented, which means illegal people are part of the blue wave and that they're voting. We've got uh, the, the guy running for, gov- uh, for governor in Florida is a socialist. So they're trying to push. They they bring nothing but violence and hatred as well as a policy agenda that is one that has resulted in uh, over 100 million people being slaughtered, and that's socialism. and And then the ones that are left to live under socialism or Marxism or whatever various form of that was implemented, has left people starving, like in Venezuela, hunting down dogs for food. That's what the left has to offer. So it's actually astounding to me that we've got some races here in Southern California and in San Diego that are up for grabs. And then I'm hearing some Republicans aren't sure that they're going to get out and vote. If you're not going to get out and vote, because and and it was somebody posted on Facebook to me, Andrea, do you really believe that there's going to be a blue wave, or do you think we can hold it, or what's going to be the tipping point for people to have them vote? And I said, unfortunately, I feel as though too many people don't get out and vote out of motivation to to preserve or to continue. A good situation that they've got. If people are comfortable right now economically, they got more money in, in their pocket, you know, they they were able to buy a home, they got a bonus from, from their boss, or they would got a new job, then they may be a little too comfortable and not feel motivated to come out and vote. You need to understand then what's at stake in this election. And I think that's where Mitt Romney went wrong. He was too comfortable. He couldn't articulate not only we have to be able, as Republicans, to articulate the values of what, of the successes that have happened economically, pri- primarily under President Trump, but at the same time, you can't just do that because that's not necessarily enough of a motivator. You have to make the, the, the voter understand what will happen if the Democrats take control. And it's not even and too many people in the media are are talking about, well, you know, if the if the Democrats get control, you know, it's going to it's going to result in investigations and impeach in impeachment efforts on the part against President Trump. That's not enough to get people out to vote, in my opinion. I'm curious if you guys think I'm wrong. To me, what should motivate people to vote is even if it's it, it should be actually the good results of President Trump. But if that's not enough. To me, what typically gets most people out to vote is to understand the repercussions if they don't. We have an invasion right now on top of the incitement of violence that's going on from the left and top of them wanting to you know, usher in socialism. One of the ways that they want to do it is by increasing the dependency class to open borders. And there is another caravan on its way to the borders beginning in Honduras right now. And just as, the past, just as, as in past caravans, They, this is being, there's the organization that has to do people without borders is behind this. These leftist groups are behind this. This is an invasion. They have to pass through how many countries and pass through how many U.S. embassies and consulates on the way here. This isn't about escaping some issue in their own country because they don't have to come all the way here in order to do that. This is an invasion coming on here. And that's what the left wants. And let me tell you, if the left gets power. We're all Kavanaugh. Any accusation, we're all subject to the wrap-up smear for power because what are they going to have? They're going to have – and you can see some of, the, some of the, the honesty that's being captured in Project Veritas videos as well as, as other ways that people have found out the truth. You know, We know that the Democrats are telling people, hey, psh, be quiet about that immigration issue. We know that that was a main issue for voters in 2016. Don't tell people that you want to open borders. Don't tell people that you want to abolish ICE. But if they get if they get control, it is going to be open borders and and they're going to have complete control over the Supreme Court. And then they're going to be able to legislate their socialist agenda. And our country is ultimately gone. Is it going to happen overnight? No. But let me tell you, that's the where we're going. That's where we're going. If they get power, our religious freedoms and our and our right to express ourselves, our First Amendment rights will be subject to being taken from us. Claire McCaskill was caught on video. Oh, yeah, I'm going to vote for for gun control and to ban this and ban that. Yeah, I'm just I ain't going to say it on the campaign trail. We we need to understand what's at stake. And let me tell you, Lindsey Graham said it best this morning on Fox and Friends. I'm going to play a little clip for you here.
5: This election now is down to simple things. Are you for what they did to Kavanaugh? Are you for having your government run by a mob? Are you for sort of a rule of law, persons presumed innocent? What kind of country do you want and who do you want to run it? Do you want these people who spit on me and yell at me being in charge? Or do you want a more orderly process? Judge Kavanaugh represents the best in our legal community. He was treated like garbage, despicable, and I hope they pay a price. You know, every nine people are pretty nice. The 10th one wants to pick a fight. I've never seen it like this. I did impeachment. I've never seen it like this. They're going nuts on the other side. The only thing they have left is to yell at you and intimidate you. That's what this election's about. If you want people running the country who will give in to that, then vote Democrat. It I wouldn't work. know.
2: It. Yeah, that's it. They can't be honest about their agenda. They've got they have weaponized the government against citizens for political power. And they're willing to do anything and destroy anybody for their power. And what is the ultimate agenda that they want to get forth from a policy standpoint? A centralized system of complete control over Americans denying us our First Amendment, our Second Amendment rights, and to make that permanent through the Supreme Court. We're going to take a break. and we come back, we're going to shift gears. We've got to get into this Khashoggi story because I'm curious. I've got America's rabbi who's going to be here as an expert on the Middle East to answer the question to me, why this one murder, as horrific as it may be, why this has become the international story of at least the, the this year. Stay tuned. we Andrea K. Show coming up.
5: On Twitter, at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page
2: at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E.
3: This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth
7: manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor.
8: Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. You know, one of the great challenges that prospective pre-retirees have is the allocation of their funds. So after some study and some time, Wells Fargo started the very first of what has come to be known as the target date funds, where people could select a particular fund inside their 401k based on what has now become to known as their glide path. So if you are intending to retire in the next five years, you might buy a Target Fund 2020 or 2025. Call me for your retirement planning consultation. 800-727-PLAN is my office number here in Mission Valley. 800-727-7526. You can also go to my website, theretirementprofessor.com. That's it for this edition of The Word on Wealth. I am the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. I'll be back with you right here on these very same... Salem Network Stations.
7: Taxpayer advocates across California oppose Prop 10. John Coupal is president of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association.
0: Prop 10 could create more than 500 rental boards full of unelected bureaucrats and allow them to impose government fees on all housing, plus control how much homeowners can charge to rent out their
9: own home or even a single room.
7: Robert Gutierrez from California Taxpayers Association.
9: Prop 10 could cost state and local governments hundreds of millions of dollars If this flawed plan gets challenged in court, Prop 10 puts taxpayers on the hook to defend it. Protect your wallet. Vote no on Prop 10.
7: Check the facts at Prop10Flaws.com. Paid for by No One Prop 10, a flawed initiative that will make the housing crisis worse. A coalition of housing advocates, renters, large and small businesses, taxpayer groups, and veterans. Committee major funding from Blackstone Property Partners LP, BREITMF Holdings LLC, Blackstone Real Estate Partners 6 through 8 LP, and their holdings.
3: With our high utility rates, the last thing you need is to waste energy. If your home comfort system is constantly cycling on and off, or if you have hard or cold pockets in your home, that's a red flag. Proper maintenance prolongs the life of your system and saves you money on energy costs. Jackson and Foster Heating and Air have been honored as a North American Contractor of the Year for providing superior service and top quality HVAC products at affordable rates. They're pretty proud of that award and look forward to showing you how they earned that honor. They offer 24-hour emergency service on every major brand. They won't try to sell you a new system if you don't need one and will never recommend any parts that are not necessary. Call Jackson and Foster Heating and Air for a cleaning and inspection. Mention radio and save $25 on your service call. Jackson and Foster Heating and Air. Our family serving your family since 1931. Call 619-667-4328. 619-667-4328. 619-667-4328.
1: FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer.
3: You're listening to somebody
5: who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to The Andrea K show 888-344-1170 if you'd like to chime in. Uh, one of the questions of the day is do you believe that there's going to be a blue wave? I mean, what are the, what are the Democrats selling? Uh, I've got a topic that I also am curious if you guys want to weigh in that I'm going to be talking about later on in the show. There is an opioid crisis going on in this country. And on our Pop the Pop Culture segment, there was an uh, an, uh, eulogy that uh, was trending today on Twitter. And I I do – there is an opioid crisis in this country. My question is who's really to blame and when does personal responsibility – stop and uh america's responsibility begin 888-344-1170 joining me now to talk about the the big international crisis if you will resulting from one man's murder is america's rabbi rabbi sparrow he's a president of caucus for america and author of pushback reclaiming our american judeo-christian ethos uh thank you so much for being here rabbi sparrow
10: oh my pleasure
2: um, so first of all I wanna start with who was Jamal Khashoggi? And I, I think we're getting some feedback, so I don't know if maybe if your radio's on in the background, if you want to turn it down for us, Rabbi Sparrow, but um who was Jamal Khashoggi and why was he so important to Saudi Arabia that they would want to murder him?
10: Jamal Khashoggi was at one time very tight in the inner circles of the uh, Saudi Arabian hierarchy. But he also was someone that was close to Osama bin Laden, and he was a very important member of the Muslim Brotherhood. And during the last couple of years, since President Trump decided that it might be a good idea to bring Saudi Arabia closer to us and help us in defeating the Iranian terrorism, because we both share that same desire, since then, Khashoggi has been critical of the Saudi family, the Saudi government, because as a Muslim Brotherhood person, he doesn't want uh, closeness to the Western ideology. He certainly doesn't want uh, Saudi Arabia to have a a partnership, even if it's a secret partnership with Israel, because he's anti-Israel. And he's been, in America, writing against the Saudi government's newfound close relationship with the United States and its fighting of uh, Iran and things like that. And for some reason, maybe in the Washington Post's attempt to, uh, as never Trumpers, to be a constant critic of, of President Trump, the Washington Post made him a columnist, because they knew that he would be writing things that would be critical of Saudi Arabia, which would, uh, in their mind, in the, in the mind of the Post, hurt President Trump who was trying to make an alliance uh, with Saudi Arabia sell them equipment also and armaments help us uh, he didn't go to the Columbia Journal uh, journalism school at Columbia University so that's who he is and this is one of these uh, cloak and dagger stories spy counter spies uh, this is a uh, very unique situation.
2: Well, I'm I'm glad I asked you that question because I've been scratching my head trying to figure out for a few days why this one individual, Saudi Arabia, has been conducting uh, all types of heinous, murderous activities of like stoning women for being raped, uh, tossing gay people off of roofs. But suddenly, this one. Um, Non-American citizen who ha- who just happens to have permanent resident status gets reportedly we don't even have the details offed by Saudi Arabia and suddenly uh, you know uh, America is turned upside down and this is supposed to be the biggest crisis we faced I mean I, I don't remember this kind of reaction when Daniel Pearl was beheaded. You know, or when we had other American journalists beheaded on YouTube, we didn't have this kind of reaction. We didn't have this reaction after the Muslim Brotherhood was given $500 million, I think it was, or more, by the U.S. government to take over Egypt, which ended up resulting in Christians and Jews being slaughtered. There wasn't any outrage there. I couldn't figure it out. Now you've made the connection that it's about anti-Trump.
10: That's it exactly. This is a way to embarrass President Trump. A lot of President Trump's foreign policy is built on an alliance with Saudi Arabia to fight the Iranians, to work together with the Israelis. And those people, the never truppers they want to destroy the president by maligning his domestic policy regarding business regulations, and they want to malign his foreign policy, uh, any aspect of it. And so this is a way to embarrass the president mm-hmm. and to say to the president it's a failure. After all, this is just one man. We're not talking about a situation uh, where, let's say, for example, there's genocide against a whole group of people, which is happening in many African countries that yeah. have not been taken over by Islamic leaders. They're killing Christians wholesale. They did it all throughout the Obama years. Over 100,000, maybe 200,000, beyond question, Christians killed because they were Christian by Islamists. Never repeat from from the Washington Post or any of these people. This is to embarrass uh, president
2: trump yeah when they said they didn't care i'm old enough to remember when hillary clinton got what 20 mil out of saudi arabia for the clinton foundation and nobody cared and that was that was back you know and just would two three years ago so yeah this is a this is about to put him in a difficult position i'm not saying that the murder happened to put him in a difficult position but the way everybody's reacting it to uh to well, it, it's if if he he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't you know he's in a he's in a box if he goes out too harsh against saudi arabia that could cause our gas prices to go up, even though we're, you know, we're not as dependent on them with oil as we used to be. Um, but if he doesn't go hard enough, I mean, you know, then the left will say that he's too soft on this evil regime. You know, well, they're but they're
10: always to say that, you know, it's interesting the left who made an agreement, they signed an agreement with Iran, mm-hmm. the greatest sponsor of terrorism in the world, a, a, a country of 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 oppression against people. They signed an agreement and said we should continue trading with them. They're now sitting in this moral high perch when it comes to Saudi Arabia. There's there's no consistency. It's whatever advanced Obama or Hillary Clinton was Mm -hmm. good, and whatever can hurt President Trump, Is also
2: good. Yeah, absolutely. And but I but I tweeted out this morning because I was thinking even without knowing uh, everything that you just explained about Khashoggi, I thought you know what if this is their October surprise, if this is how they're going to try to you know win in the midterm elections, you know they they need to come up with something else because you know
10: going to be a lot of surprises. This murder happened because it happened, right? But they're they're spinning it that somehow this is a reason that uh, President Trump is a failure. Mm -hmm. The murderer, but they still probably have some more surprises. All they do is create false stories. If it's the Russian collusion, all of these things are all false stories. They can't win on the facts.
2: No. No, they've got they've got to um, they've got to try to silence conservatives. They control the message and you control minds they You know, they're they've, you know, Twitter uh, banned or suspended Pastor Brunson's account. You know, Facebook last week shut down eight hundred. Conservative sites, so they've got to silence conservatives. They've got to weaponize the FBI and the DOJ uh, to spy on campaigns. You know they've got to, you know they they had when Obama was in office, they used the IRS to silence people, or they've got to do what Nancy Pelosi described in the wrap up smear in order to win. They've got to they've got to send you know invasions in the form of caravans to our borders to try to bring in people into this country and then have them vote. I mean, thousands of of illegals were signed up to register to vote by the Department of Motor Vehicles here in California. Because the American people, in, with knowledge, uh, who was it who said, who was the communist who said the American people would never willingly vote for socialism, but they would if you called it something else. And uh, so they can't sell it with honesty and with facts. They've got to manipulate and they've got to bully in order to get it over. And one of the and it's all part of a cultural Marxist play in terms of destroying traditional America and the fabric of our society, which is our Ju- Judeo-Christian principles. Correct? Yeah,
10: this is all from Antonio Gramsci. Uh, Herbert Marcoux, uh, this is the uh, part of the, the, the Frankfurt School uh, mm-hmm. to try to tear down America by tearing in it its institutions, the family, our idea of right versus wrong. I think also the timing of this uh, caravan coming from Honduras. There are certainly a lot of very wealthy anti trumpers people in the Liberal Democrat Party who have enough money to make certain things happen. They're probably trying to synchronize and coordinate mm-hmm. that the people from Honduras will go over the border, come into America, and uh, then right before the election have all these uh, these photo ops and these shoots mm-hmm. of, of, of the terrible Trump. And look what he's doing to these families. This is synchronized. The left has the money. You know, this is interesting. People always thought that the Democrats were for the common man and they had no money, and the Republicans had the money. It's just the opposite, because today the money is in technology. San Francisco, it's in Hollywood. Technology out of uh, now Brooklyn is a big hot point. They're the ones. Finance, most of the guys in finance, believe it or not, they, they're, they're, they vote Democrats. So they're the ones with the money, and they can synchronize all these events to make the president look bad.
2: And that's exact you're exactly right. Because as you were talking about synchronized, it's it, it, as this caravan is on its way here, you had Leslie Stahl in the 60 Minutes interview asking him, what's going to happen? What would you, would you do the separation of families again as they're on their way here? It's all a setup. And I'm glad you also mentioned the fact that Wall Street, how long has the left been characterizing Republicans as the party of Wall Street and Democrats the party of Main Street? And it's actually just the opposite. Hillary Clinton got more money in her campaign from anybody related to Wall Street far more uh than than of course President Trump or oh. Mitt Romney before him or or George Bush or McCain
10: the hedge funds the private equity most of the Wall Street firms this is all um, in New York stuff that goes to the Democrat party the the business the multinationals most of that goes to the Democrat party mm-hmm. uh, it's a part of a certain circle it's the main street guy who has a shop who has one yep. one, one outfit that says that's the Republican yep. um, base, that financial base.
2: Well, Rabbi Sparrow, thank you so much for being here. Hopefully, uh, we'll get you back real soon. He's president of Caucus for America and author of the book Pushback Reclaiming Our American Judeo Christian Ethos. Thank you so much for being yep. here, Rabbi. I appreciate it. Keep up your good work. Thank you. All right. Now we're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to talk about the race that's exploded here in San Diego. It's gotten so ugly, everybody's talking about it nationwide. We're talking about the Duncan Hunter race. Uh, stay tuned and if you want to call in, 888 344
5: 1170 Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Kay,
9: spelled K-A-Y-E.
1: FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer.
5: Wow, man, welcome to State Run Gas. What could I do for you today? Fill her up, please. All right, how will you be paying? Cash, check, credit, bank loan, layaway? Layaway? bank loan. Yeah, ever since the gas and car tax hikes, we've started offering alternative
2: ways of payment.
5: you got to be kidding me. Afraid not, ma'am. I'm happy to take your firstborn
2: or an arm and a leg. Not in my California. 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 Hi, this is Andrea Kay, inviting you to join me at the Yes on Six campaign rally, Thursday, October 25th from 3 to 7 p.m. to learn why we need to repeal the car and gas tax. I'll be broadcasting the Andrea K. Show live with special guest Carl DeMaio from 6 to 7 p.m. So come join your fellow taxpayers for the gas tax repeal campaign at the Valero Gas Station, located at 873 Palomar Street in Chula Vista, Thursday, October 25th. Come before the show and get gas for only $1.99 per gallon. Learn more at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Sponsored by the Gun Range San Diego.
11: The fall months are here, and now is the best time to get your home ready for winter. Larry Elder here. Home Advisor is a free online service that connects homeowners to top-rated pros for all kinds of home projects. So whether you want to remodel the den for football season or fix up the house before family comes for the holidays, Home Advisor can help. HomeAdvisor is the easiest way to find top-rated pros for any home project, big or small. Just go to HomeAdvisor.com and tell them about your project. In just seconds, you'll be matched with the best local pros for the job. And you can read customer reviews on the pros, check their availability, and book appointments online. You can even check what others paid for similar projects in your area, all for free. Whatever you need help with, cleaning the gutters, cleaning the carpets, even remodeling the kitchen, let HomeAdvisor take some stress off your plate this fall go to homeadvisor.com or download the free app to get started on your next home project that's homeadvisor.com homeadvisor.com homeadvisor.com
1: fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer
5: ak dynamite and address or just andrea k whatever you call her she's on the answer san diego
2: Welcome back to the Andrea K Show, AK AK 47, the Bulldog, and There's been so many names that have been used. And those are the clean ones. Those are the ones that I can tell you all about on air. 888-344-1170.
11: I like Bulldog.
2: You like Bulldog? Yeah, that was when I was in sales because my boss said that uh, my sales team said when I sunk my teeth into a prospect, they couldn't shake me off. I'm kind of like that, you know, in uh, I, I, one of the the most commonly used word. Not name, but adjective to describe me from those who know me well is relentless because I just won't give up an argument. Hey, before I get to my next guest quickly, got to give you a little bit of news. You food lovers on National Food Day today. Um, in and Out Burger gets its own day in San Diego. We're in in advance uh, before the 70th anniversary of the city of San Diego. Uh, Is honoring in and out Burger, not just because it's popular for food, but because actually uh, the the food chain started many years ago for the purpose of charity. And they actually started, and not just charity, but um, victims of sexual assault. In this me too stage so shame on the democrats for wanting to uh, boycott remember there was a boycott against in and out recently because they have their uh, slave to nothing foundation and they give a lot of money to charity joining me now to discuss the hot topic happening in one of the congressional races here in san diego is former candidate to the 52nd district and owner of zanesti technical services and it is none other than john horst who's been on the show before hey john welcome back to the show
9: Good evening. I like A K forty seven.
2: Oh, thanks. Um, I like it too. Um uh, but do you like In and Out?
9: Yes, oh I love In and Out. As a matter of fact I have one within walking distance of my home. I'm uh I I have privilege.
2: Oh, oh, you do? Do you? you no, there's I I when I go to In and Out, I'm just so plain, and you know I get the protein style. But I guess there's like all these like secret ways that you can order In and Out. Somebody needs to like give me the list, and so that when I go there, I can like be like a VIP like you, John, and know all like the cool ways to order. Do you have a special one that you order?
9: Oh, I get a protein style all the time, uh, a lettuce wrap. Okay,
2: all
4: right. Yep.
2: Um, okay. So I don't know if you heard, since you are a business owner and, uh, and very active in a lot of things, it's gotten ugly with this Duncan Hunter race. Have you heard the uh-huh. latest?
9: Oh yes. Oh yes. I've been watching TV. Yeah. So today,
2: so the big news for those of you who haven't been following it is Duncan, young, young Duncan Hunter, by the way, actually ended up with the seat. His father held the seat for many years. He and his wife were indicted recently, um, in the age of Kavanaugh, We are innocent until proven guilty. That has not stopped many people, Republicans, from backing off support of Duncan Hunter. He is going up against his opponent, the Democrat in the race, is Amar Kampa Najjar, who actually was born and on his birth certificate said Amar Yasser Najjar. Well, um, in order to, uh, I guess, you know, fight for his reelection, Duncan Hunter put an ad out, and there was also some former military that backed him up on this, and basically, Duncan Hunter. What caused such an uproar is that he is saying that because Am- Amar Campa Najjar, because his father and his grandfather were uh, fighters and members of the PLO, that that means that he's got two two heavy ties to terrorism, and that he is a threat to national security. The Republican Party has come out, John, and said that they that was wrong for him to go there. That it's racist. Uh, how do you see it?
9: Oh no, I don't. Um, uh... I don't think it's wrong to ask some serious questions about uh, about these things. What I don't like and what I want to settle, I want to settle uh, here uh, with your audience right now, is I don't like when we take this into religion. Both the Iraqis and the Palestinians have a Roman Catholic minority. I think about two percent. Of Palestinians living in um, in, in Israel are uh, Roman Catholic. Now, what Camp Najjar has done is he's done some odd odd things here, and I think it's a little disingenuous in the way he's changed his name. But he 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 added Joseph to his name. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a little tidbit: Najjar is Arabic for carpenter and the Palestinian word for St. Joseph the Carpenter is Yossef al-Najjar. And so his family comes from the Roman Catholic uh, minority in Palestine. Now that doesn't prevent them from having been active in Palestinian terrorism, but let's just settle this religion thing and push it aside because it has nothing to do with that. He has a background. Um, He has family that have been involved in terrorism, and the brutal truth of the matter is uh, I kind of wonder if he didn't get some political push from the Obama administration to get his security clearance because that's one of the things they look at. They look at that very carefully.
2: Well, well, yeah, yeah, and- because he's saying that how could I be, you know, a security risk because I got I got a security clearance to work in the Obama administration. Well, that doesn't mean anything to me. The Obama Obama brought the Muslim Brotherhood to the front to the front row of a campaign speech he gave in Cairo, and he brought uh, the Muslim Brotherhood into the White House. Many of which uh, were brought in without having had security clearances done. So the fact uh-huh. that that he got cleared by the Obama administration, quite frankly, is meaningless to me. And I'm not even sure that Duncan Hunter is actually brought. Religion into it, what Duncan Hunter has said is this guy gave money to CARE, which is a front group for Hamas, and that his father and his grandfather, up until recently, were actively involved in the PLO and terrorist activities. So to me, that should, I, I can't even imagine why in a post 9 11 world, John, that anybody is considering it wrong for Duncan Hunter to point out that somebody who's got ties to a terrorist organization has ties to a terrorist organization and might be a threat from a national security standpoint.
9: It's not wrong. It's not in the least bit wrong. And I think that we uh, we have to be asking some questions. And I think Campbell Najjar has to answer some questions about what he will vote for funding wise. Will he vote to fund uh, uh, Palestinian terrorism? Palestine takes the Palestinian Authority takes our money and they turn around and they use that money to pay the family of martyrs. Mm hmm who, who, have, who um, have blown themselves up trying to take as many Israelis as possible. Is Kampenajar going to vote for that type of use of American taxpayer money? He's going into the House. He wants to go into the House of Representatives. He's going to have to answer that question.
2: Well, not only that, yes. but he, he needs to answer why he gave money to CARE, the Counselor for American Islamic Relations, that has been working uh, with the San Diego School Board and done so in a dishonest manner, in a, in, a, uh-huh. in a secret manner to try to usher the San Diego School District in to be the first Sharia-compliant school district in the nation. We can I will not have – I urge everybody out there to vote for Duncan Hunter. He is innocent until proven guilty because let me tell you something, John. Even if Duncan Hunter goes down – Then we can get a replacement in there for a Republican. We cannot have, I cannot understand anybody voting for a congressperson who gave money to an organization that is trying to get Sharia into our country and into our school districts. Let's remind everybody what's involved in Sharia. Sharia is the system that subjugates little girls to female genital mutilation and stones women for being raped. That's Sharia. And it has no business in this country, and it is not in all, in any way, compatible with our system of governance. And it should never be in any way involved in our school district. There, I said it. Agree. Even if you won't, because I no, understand and, why you
9: would. No, 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 no. Um, I agree with that one hundred percent. And if we're talking about who's giving what money to where, I think those are perfectly fair questions. Um, and uh, no, I agree with you one hundred percent with Sharia. Um, I'm also uh, very—I feel very strongly about the the thing that makes us exceptional, Andrea, as a a country. You go back and you look at world history, and everywhere on the face of the earth, national identities are built around three things—ethnicity, language, and religion. Everywhere except one place, and that's America. We build our national identity around a set of ideas about human liberty. Then those ideas are completely at odds with Sharia law. Mm -hmm. Entirely, totally, 100% at odds with Sharia law. And I think it's perfectly legitimate to question Najjar as to his giving money to an agency that's pushing Sharia, because Sharia. And our tradition of American democracy is about as polar opposites as you could possibly hope to have.
2: Yes, and they, and they are trying to use – there's two forms of jihad that we that we are facing in this country. One is a jihad through the sword and the other is through Sharia. And the Muslim Brotherhood and CARE and these, these front groups have stated that their goal is to replace the U.S. Constitution with Sharia. And the left has partnered uh, with Sharia advocates like Linda Sarsour. We had Maxine Waters at a mosque a few years ago saying only a bigot would vote against Sharia – because what does the left have in common uh, with the Islamist for Sharia? And th- there's a difference between a Muslim and an Islamist. The Sharia Islamist, it's a, its about a cent- – it's a political ideology. It's not a religion. It's a, it's a political ideology that is a centralized system of power with complete control yep. over its citizens. And that's why you see people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a socialist, out there on the campaign trail with Linda Sarsour because they are natural uh, partners. And we mm-hmm. must fight back every day against that. Now, I am not – saying. Saying, and I'm glad you brought up the religious thing because I've got an article in American Thinker. I am supporting Omar Khudrat
9: yes, against Scott that. Peters.
2: Article. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, I mean, his tax plan for what is needed. I, I urge everybody, I'm going to post my article on, on Facebook because, you know, uh, he is somebody who is an immigrant here. He fought in Afghanistan. He's somebody who appreciates the ideals of this country, what it was founded on, and has a great. Uh, a great tax plan for us to help us. And, you yep. know, um, Californians are leaving in, in droves over, you know, the high cost of of, of, of living here and business running businesses out. And um, so, you know, it, 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 I, I support Omar Kudrat, but we need to support Duncan Hunter and not yeah. uh, Ahmed, whatever his name, Almond, Almond Biscotti, as is, is, uh, DJ Carrot Sticks calls him. Final thought. we got a minute left. I'll let you wrap Final up. thought.
9: Okay, um, I had a final thought on Omar uh, running in the 52nd against Scott Peters. Of all of the folks that ran in that race, myself being uh, one of them, uh, Omar was the person that I became closest with just as a friend. Uh, Omar and I get along very well. Um, we had a meeting. I challenged him. Uh, this, the, the meeting was a Republican Party meeting, and I challenged him up front. I said, Omar, I have 18- and 20-year-old boys. Neither one of them have any memory of an America that's not at war. You know something about that part of the world. Please explain to me what the end state is and why we're still there. And Omar crushed it. He looked at me and he said, we're there because the Palestinians want to keep us there as long as possible. Mm -hmm. And he put it squarely at the doorstep of, did I say the Palestinians? I'm sorry, I meant the Pakistanis. He put it squarely at the doorstep of the Pakistanis. Omar's a good man. Duncan deserves the presumption of innocence. For those of your, you know, your folks who are out in the 50th, vote for Duncan and let the process work out if you're in the 50-second vote for Omar.
2: John Horst, thank you so much for being here. Look forward to having you back. You always bring good analysis, good insight.
9: all thank right you for having me.
2: Okay, now stay tuned. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk the opioid crisis, more Andrew K. Show coming up, and what not to watch on TV tonight. That and more on the Andrea K. Show.
1: The Answer. Kingdom Men's Gathering, Saturday, November the 3rd at Pastor Sergio de la Mora's Church at Cornerstone in San Diego. Pastor Sergio will be speaking, as well as former Navy SEAL Remy Adelecki and founding member of the Mexican Mafia,
3: Kilroy Royball. I grew up in East LA, Boyle Heights, in a neighborhood named White Prince, and I became a member of the White Fence Gang. Little did I know at that time that I'd spend the next 40 years living a very really violent life. I'm not here to impress you with my past. I'm here to tell you there's a different way. Also appearing, former baseball great Daryl Strawberry.
6: There was a greater existing for me just putting on the uniform and hitting home runs and winning championships. Yeah, I did a lot of that and making millions of dollars. But the devil is a liar because he wanted my soul.
1: Kingdom Men's Gathering, San Diego, November the 3rd. Tickets are available at kmgministries.com or kprz.com.
11: This is Larry Elder for Salem Radio Network. Over the course of the last weeks and the run-up to Election Day, we've seen a spike in what can really only be called mob-like behavior and outright pleas for incivility from people like Hillary Clinton.
6: You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about.
11: Or even our former Attorney General Eric Holder. When they go low, we kick them. And of course, the backdrop for all of this is protest. (laughs) The behavior, in Hillary's own words, uncivil. It's also alarming. President Trump may make us uncomfortable at times, but look at what GOP majorities have accomplished. Tax breaks, easing burden of regulation, trade deals, Supreme Court appointments, record low unemployment, and I could go on. Don't let the noise of protesting mobs discourage you from voting this cycle. I'm Larry Elder. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn
1: more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
0: Message and data rates may apply.
7: Please
5: don't text while driving.
7: If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts wow One to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to
1: 88988. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer.
5: A.K., Dynamite and Address or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: That's right. Don't call me fake news, baby. Call me whatever you want. Ain't, ain't nothing fake going on here. Um, you know what's for real is uh, we have an a. a Great ballot initiative that's happening thanks to Carl DeMaio here in San Diego. We had the, the including Republicans as state legislator push a gas tax on us that was ridiculous. It's like eighteen cents a gallon for the gas tax. Well, Carl DeMaio decided, you know what, we're going to repeal that gas tax. It's called Proposition Six. We've got an event coming up on the twenty-fifth at the Valero gas station and to make sure that everybody knows this ballot initiative, we've got to vote yes on Prop 6 to repeal the gas tax. But tomorrow, actually, is the big kickoff. It's uh, The rally is at 8 a.m. We're going to be there at 8 a.m. tomorrow for the Yes on 6 gas tax repeal campaign kickoff. It's at Mission Bay Park, De Anza Cove, which is at 3000 North Mission Bay Drive in San Diego, 92109. Uh, Carl DeMaio is going to be there with his big Proposition 6 bus. Uh, vote yes on Proposition 6 to repeal the gas tax. The way they've got it worded, In the um, voter guide is all about, oh, vote yes here if you want to repeal road repair, which is a bunch of nonsense. The reason why we need to repeal this gas tax is because they they misused the money that they already brought in for gases. We we have the highest gas taxes in the nation. And you know what? The money didn't go to repair roads. So – Come out and join us if uh, DJ Kirt Sticks is going to be there tomorrow. Other I will be there joining Carl DeMaio and others who we got to give a big hat tip to Carl DeMaio for Proposition uh, 6 getting that on the ballot because this was a grassroots effort on part of Carl DeMaio. A lot of volunteers. I actually met his volunteer of the month when I was down in Coronado a couple of weeks ago speaking to a group of Republican ladies down there. And, and that reminds me. We were three weeks, I, I can't end the show tonight without a call to mobilize not just for Proposition Six, but we one of one of the ladies at that uh, Republican Party group, the Coronado Republican Women Federated group that I met, they she asked us, what all can we do? And I said, We need to make sure that we talk to everybody and anybody, that we mobilize them to get out and vote for every Republican on every ticket, up and down the ballot from here in San Diego all the way up the state and all the way across this nation. We must get out and support. If you if you have the legs to do it, go walk a precinct and get people out to vote. When it comes to Election Day, offer to be the one that drives people to the polls to get them to vote. This will come down to turnout. Who is more motivated? I don't care if you got to hold your nose and vote for somebody like Duncan Hunter. We must preserve our power in, in Congress, but we also need to help every Republican at every level of government because that's what the left has done, particularly in the school board elections. Okay, um, I wanted to talk a little bit. I try to get some pop culture stuff going on because so much about where the left has made inroads in our nation to push their Marxist agenda is through the pop culture, through the media, through Hollywood. And one of the ways that they've done it is by telling in America that there's no such thing as right, wrong. There's no good or bad. Everybody's a victim. And I think that that's one of the reasons why we have the opioid crisis that we have. Are there people that are getting addicted to opioid drugs because they have surgery and they get prescribed a high narcotic and then it's tough to get off it? Yes. But that's not most of the stories that I'm hearing. For example, today, there was a really heartfelt obituary from a gal named Madeline Linsenmeyer who passed away on Sunday, October 7th. She was 30 years old, and her family put out an obituary that is just heartbreaking. You can't help but feel for the family that had to bury a loved one, a beautiful gal, young mother of a four-year-old, who was an opioid addict. But buried in the article, buried in the obituary, was the line that that, uh, after describing her and how she had a beautiful singing voice and how she was a part of this performance group, that soon after uh, how she had moved uh, to Florida at the age of 16, only one line, soon after she tried Oxycontin for the first time at a high school party, so began a relationship with opioids that would dominate the rest of her life. This article goes on, uh, and I encourage everybody to read it, uh, to say that to some people, Maddie was just a junkie. When they saw her addiction, they stopped seeing her um, in a system that seems to have hardened itself against addicts and is failing them every day. And I thought, wow, um, as much as I have sympathy for her family, I'm concerned that we're sending the message out there at a time in which we have a major crisis in this country that this young gal – didn't become addicted to opioids because she was walking down the street and got hit by lightning. She made a choice at the age of eight at the age of 16 to start taking drugs and she got addicted. And I know from reading codependent no more and other books that addicts have to help themselves. The, it, you can't convince me. This article goes on to talk about don't judge addicts and you know we need to be a system that helps them. And if you're working in an industry that involves dealing with addicts, if, if you're not coming from a place of 100%, if you don't see that it's a disease and that it's not a choice, shame on you. You can have sympathy for families that have lost a loved one. You can have sympathy for an addict and still expect them to be accountable for themselves, for their choices in their life, even if they did become addicted through surgery. How that is what did anybody see the the TV show intervention? This is what codependent. This is what Betty Ford and her Betty Ford clinic was all about. It was about holding addicts accountable and not being codependent to them. And that you cannot make somebody want to cure themselves of addiction. They have to want to do it for themselves. That's what AA is about. That's what the Betty Ford Clinic was about. That's what the book, Codependent No More, is all about. And if we are going to solve this problem in society, it's going to have to begin by having... The, everybody's today is talking about how this, this is the most honest portrayal. I don't think so. And I'm not saying that out of not having compassion for the family. But compassion, to me, has to begin with under, true honesty, which is this young gal made a choice, and it was a devastating one for her. And if you're 16 out there and you're 17 or you've got teenagers, please tell them to not make the same choice. That the choices and actions have consequences. And to those who have family members of of addicts, you know, get out the book Codependent No More because they have to want to help themselves. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. I think that we can have compassion for the addict themselves and have compassion for the families dealing with it and still understand that it is a behavioral issue. It it's not like cancer. It it has to be strictly behavioral because behavior is is it's only through a behavioral action that stops it. A behavior starts the addiction and stopping that behavior ends the addiction. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not. But I feel like in this country we need to have an honest conversation that that goes back to what we used to think, which is holding people accountable for their actions. Hey, thank you for joining me tonight. Let's keep this conversation rolling on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks to my guest tonight. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. I'll be right back here tomorrow night at 6. Love you all. Have a great night.